Greetings and good day, folks. Welcome to our Finishing Well podcast. If you are 65 or older, we welcome you as part of our senior generation. And if you're younger, welcome as well. Whether older or younger, this is the spot where we want to discuss how we can all live our lives and finish our lives well and with purpose. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here today with my good friend, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Good day, Hal. Good day, Randy. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it and do what he has purposed for us to do in these next few minutes in this podcast. It's fun. I love it. Well, Randy, I want to follow up. This is a sequel to what we just did. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast without having listened to the previous one, listen to this and then go back and listen to the first one. In the last one, we talked about what it takes to finish well. What do we mean by finishing well? What are the particulars of finishing well? And our thesis there was there are a lot of particulars in finishing well. Uh, We don't want to just say, well, just listen to the Holy Spirit and everything will take place by itself. Right. You know, Paul says in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove in the details of your life what that good and perfect will of God is. So what is the will of God for you, for me, at my age? I'm 71. What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my marriage? What is God's will for my kids? What is God's will for my gifts? What is God's will for the relationships that he has entrusted to me? So God has a purpose, and we did. We looked at that in the last podcast. What I want to do is go back almost in an identical way, talking about the things that were required to finish well and see them in a negative light. If this is what it means to finish well, what it means to not finish well is to not do what's required to finish well. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're kind of talking about things that get us hung up, the roadblocks to finishing well, are, are you not? And what I would add to that is the roadblocks to finishing well is being detoured away from or roadblocks to what requires to finish well. So if you don't want to finish well, don't do what is necessary to finish well. For example, the first one we talked about last week, I mean, in our last podcast, was develop a biblical frame of reference for what God has for you at this season in your life. What is your mission at you put your age in if you're 75? What is God's mission for you at 75? What's your worldview of what God wants you to do? So if you if a roadblock to finishing well was just saying, I'm not going to entertain that. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to use my money for things that I want to do. This is my season in life. Remember the card podcast we did, Randy? Yes. Uh, you know, this is my time to do whatever I want to do. Well, you're talking about doing what culture kind of tells us to do, aren't you, Hal? Culture today tells us to do that. Culture means you're finished. <laughs> your mission is over yes. with your job. Now it's your season to do whatever you want. Yes. 
that's not the biblical frame of reference that I that the scriptures reveal to me. You know, there is a purpose God has for me in my season of life. There's a reason I am living these years. There's a reason he has allowed me to be here. There's a reason he's allowed me to be married to my wife for these years and to keep celebrating anniversaries and grown kids and grandkids. That requires a biblical frame of reference as I think and live in the details of my life. So if I don't want to finish well, I don't want to deal with that stuff. I want to just jettison it and say, you know, I'm on my own. So one of the roadblocks to finishing well is not having a deeper theological foundation of what it means to finish well. Let me give you one illustration. Uh, J.I. Packer, uh, who has influenced me a lot, his last book, I think, was called entitled Finishing Our Course with Joy. He died at 93. He wrote that book at, say, I think he was 86. He had macular wow. degeneration. And he wanted to finish well. He wanted to finish his course well. So he pressed in on what is it that God has for me in these years? And I want to keep doing it. So the first thing I'd say about not finishing well is stop engaging with Jesus on a personal, deep level about where you're at. And don't worry about developing a biblical frame of reference for why you're here and what your gifts are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Does that make sense? Yeah. That- <laughs> that sounds like I'm setting up a roadblock, Hal. Yeah, if we're not doing what he asked us to do, it's a roadblock. It's a big one. But the second thing I'd say, uh, we said positively, you need you need a mission in life, which comes out of your biblical frame of reference, your biblical worldview for you at your age. So how many of us as aging people have a crisper, clearer, more well-sharpened sense of mission about our lives than we did when, I'll speak for me as a man, climbing up the ladder of success occupationally in my 30s, 40s, 50s, et cetera. You know, we give our lives to succeed and make our mark in our world, whatever we're doing. So, and even I'm held accountable. I have to get continuing education courses to stay at the top of my game, so to speak. But when I retire, is that sense of mission clearer, sharper, more precise than it's ever been before? My thesis is it should be. But if I don't sharpen my mission, if I don't renew that in my day, in my week, in my month, in my year, then my chances of finishing well deteriorate and diminish. How I think... Culture, again, speaks into many people's lives about that. And that is that you don't need a mission. You're done. Just go park yourself somewhere and vegetate. Am I right? Well, you, yeah, I, I agree. You are right, Randy. But let me add another caveat to this thing. You know, when you're out in the professional world, whether you're a man or a woman in the business world, in the home or whatever, you know, as your kids are growing, there is pressure every day to keep your ducks lined up. And you're with people every day. So when your kids are in school, when they're in their teenage years doing all kinds of things, you're with other parents and you're watching each other, you're sharing notes. 
And if you're in your job, you have a you have somebody who you're accountable to. You may have a team of people that you're accountable to. So they're always putting pressure on you in a, in a healthy sense to be excellent, to do your work well and be accountable. So somebody's always focused on you to keep excelling in life. Well, let me ask you a question. When you retire, who in your life is encouraging you, is holding you accountable to keep excelling in what your mission is now that you're post-retired? Who's asking you what your mission is? Who's asking you to refine it, make it more precise? In my experience, Hal, that that mission gets lost. It it's goes goes away, and if I might just substitute or bring in another word, I think I would throw in purpose or mission. My purpose kind of goes away if I'm done with my career. If I'm done with all that expectation that was on me about getting stuff done, about delivering stuff on time, about being, uh, achieving, I guess I'd say, excellence in what I do, about delivering things that, 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 uh, that not only meet expectations, but, but, uh, win over people and, and uh, impress them and, and all that. If that goes away, all those expectations, I'm sitting there, Hal, over past 65 now, whatever age it was that I retired, uh, I have expectations, I guess, from my spouse, of course. But what are those? Those are different from those are given to me with uh, a longer time frame sometimes and uh, given to me with, um, uh, with love and care and concern and, and lots, of, uh, lots of grace. Uh, so I don't, um, I don't always follow through with those as quickly or, or, or try to deliver as quickly. Um, and so, yes, the expectations that I had are drifting away. And because of that, sometimes my mind drifts away, I think, and I just decide maybe the best bet for me is to go play golf, to go fishing, to go hunting, uh, to go uh, on road trips, to go on tours, to go on. uh, And I'm not putting any of this down, by the way. (laughs) Please, folks, I'm not suggesting that it isn't necessarily good for your spirit and fun, uh, you know, to to do different things together to enjoy life. The joy of life is what you have uh, hoped you would find at your age, at the in, in your retirement. You hoped you'd find a lot of joy. So, are we saying how that? Because you're listening to that message, you might be overlooking how to achieve or how to bring a larger purpose into your life. You might be overlooking it. I would say you're not only overlooking it, you are overlooking the essence 
the God-given reason for why he has you here at this age? What is his purpose for you at your age now? And one of his purposes is that we maintain healthy, strong friendships of people who are speaking into our life. I mean, that was one of the expectations to finish well. You have a strong network of friendships who are encouraging you, looking at your mission in life, giving you feedback, praying for you. And if you don't have that, if you're not a steward of the kinds of friendships that God has designed for you to finish well, you're apt to not finish well. It's easy to get off of any kind of track uh, to, to look for a mission or purpose, isn't it? It's easy to be uh, distracted. It's easy to be detoured. Am I, am I correct? You're exactly right. I think that's Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let's consider one another to provoke, to stimulate each other to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together is this habit of many people, maybe who are retired. We could insert that in the verse. But so much more as the day draws near, as I age, my commitment to deep friendships ought to increase with every year that I live because I recognize I need that. I can't be the man that God has called me to be. I can't be the woman God has called me to be if I'm not having other people speak into my life and encourage me and strengthen me. That was Jesus' ministry with the disciples. You know, I think about his commandment that he gave was that you love one another. We refuse to abandon each other to their own impulses. You know, we hold each other accountable. Uh, let me mention another thing that's a roadblock for finishing well. We don't value all the experiences God has given us. You know, at our age, Randy, as people age, there is a, a myriad Thousands and thousands of experiences that God has allowed us to have. We were privileged to have in living this life for him up to our point now. So how do, why did he allow us to live this long? Why did he allow us to have those experiences? Well, it, it gives us something to give back and keep growing through for others and for ourselves. So if I don't want to finish well, I don't want to value all the things that he gave me. And I think it's being a poor steward. God gives me these experiences to continue to give back, I would say, you know, to younger people around us, to our grown kids, to our grandkids, to younger people in the church, to people around us, whatever our age. God has designed these experiences in our lives to give back to others. And if I don't do that, I'm not finishing well. That's it. But if I have a, a mindset, Hal, uh, that I don't need to worry about other people, I don't need to, to, to think about friends, the concept of having good friends doesn't mean much to me. Uh, I don't reach out to people. I don't particularly care to be around other people. I don't think they're much fun to be around, or I don't think they're much, uh, they're, you know, there's nothing there for me to get to know other people, to have other relationships. If, I, if I'm that person, then 
then I'm going to have a hard time finishing well, am I not? I think you will, at least in terms of how God would desire you to finish. So don't get sidetracked. Uh, parenthetically here, I, I just believe that this is part of the mission of the church. The mission of the church is to encourage older people to finish well in life. I run into a lot of older people and I ask the question, what is your church doing to help you finish well? To focus in on what your mission is, to learn to use your skills with younger people, to be a mentor to generations coming behind you. That's the fourth of the six essentials. And I think there's room for growth in the church to help older people finish well in life. And if I don't have that, you know, I've got to find it another way or I'm at a disadvantage. You know, another thing that we said about the, the essence of finishing well is preparing for hardships. Well, if I don't want to finish well, I'm not going to prepare for hardships. I'm going to let them take their toll on my life. And I'm going to let them alienate me. And I'm going to let them help me become a cynic. Whether it's in the world of politics or the world of the spiritual life or the world of relationships. You know, if I'm not anticipating hardships and preparing for them, I will not finish well. Let me give you another great example. Uh, temptations always come our life. You know, I just think of how many people are derailed in their latter years because certain temptations have overtaken them, whether it's in the area of physical sexuality or money or power or controlling others, substance abuse, whatever it is, you know, they will derail me from finishing well. They will limit the legacy that I leave for the power of the cross. And I don't want to do that. I want to finish well. I want to anticipate temptations that are going to come my way and the hardships that are going to come that the devil is going to use to get me sidetracked. You know, I want to just kind of wrap up our thoughts today. You know, we're recording this right before Palm Sunday. And the story of Holy Week and who Jesus is and why he came is the greatest illustration of both finishing well and seeing what derails people from finishing well. So Jesus had a mission in his life. He came to show us the Father, to show us the Father's love. And he did a lot of particulars to reveal that message. And if you want to understand that more, look at the physical details of his life, how he lived, how he related to people, how he understood his own mission, how he understood facing temptation and hardship. And the night of his trial and the night before his death, and, and even including his death, he, he, it was the greatest trial of his life. But he had prepared his life for that moment. That's why he came. So I think about that, you know, as a man, as a person, as a dad, as a husband, as a friend to others, you know, hardships will come. And I want to press through them to finish well, just like Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, 
The writer of Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus, Habecker, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he worked through it and finished well. I think of my mother. Let me give her an example. She died at the age of 96. The last years of her life, particularly the last 18, 24 months, she was bedridden. But she had lived a life of giving her life away. And what she did in those last days, she prayed constantly for people. She was bedridden, but she had a prayer list a mile long. And you know what else she had? She had a room in this, this, the, the end of her life, the senior living facility, assisted living facility that she was at, where young women came to her and encouraged her because of how she had poured her life into them. You know, I, I think it's a pattern for finishing well. It was for Paul. He said, I have fought the fight. I have completed the course and I have kept the faith. So what is required of us to finish well, to not be sidetracked in finishing well? It's paying attention to Jesus. It's following his spirit as he helps us think through a biblical worldview of why we are here at this time in history. In the United States, in our family, in our city, in our church. So I hope uh, these uh, thoughts help you in some way. Uh, Randy, uh, any last words? I think you're right on the money there, Hal, with the idea that we ought to be thinking about this as we near retirement, as we grow older in our careers and our lives, uh, not just waiting. Till we are 96 uh, or 95 or 90, but, but working on the thought process and working on getting that proximity to the Lord that I need to be encouraged enough to do things that will allow me to finish well in almost every day, every day of my life. Every day I can look out there and see something whatever it is, however big, however small, that I can do. And it provides a sense of purpose. But more than that, it provides a sense of uh, real joy in my life. Let me do something at the end here, Randy. We haven't done. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to pray for our listeners. And I'm going to pray that God will help us to finish well, keeping our eyes on Jesus and not to be sidetracked. Let's pray together. Father, I do thank you for this media of a podcast of sharing what you're doing in our lives and sharing your truth with others. And my prayer, along with Randy's, is that every listener to this podcast, and starting with ourselves, we will stay tuned to you. We will study your life. We'll absorb your word. And we will stay as focused on the mission that you have for us just like our master did, just like our savior did. And I pray that this Easter season, whether it's the Easter season or any day in our life at any season of the year, we will fix our eyes in Jesus, who was the author and finish of our faith and who for the joy that was set before him, finished well through all the hardships of life. So wherever people are, as they hear our voices today, I pray that your spirit would stir their hearts to catch a vision to keep from being derailed by the enemy, by Satan himself, 
and that you would empower us to finish well and be a light to the world, not only those in our own age, but those who are all coming behind us. And may you empower us to that end to keep on target of finishing well. Thank you, Jesus, for how you lead us and guide us and bless the words that we have shared today with your people and others for the purpose of finishing well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Randy. God bless you. Uh, and out as you hear our voices, as the Spirit works in you, and may He encourage us all to finish well. Mm-hmm.